All right. It is time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Abbreviated version today, of course, it's the great shakeout earthquake drill day at the legislature. I'm an earthquake warden, so at 1020, I'm out of here. Yeah, okay. We gotta we'll have a shortened Baldry's beat here because of that. The earthquake drill is on and that's a province wide thing, right? A lot of uh, different participants in that. Schools, all schools. Uh so duck and cover, ten twenty today. Ten twenty today is the live exercise. Okay, good to know that. Keith, let's talk about the drama in the NDP leadership race. It all comes to a head last night. As expected, the NDP executive disqualifies Mm-hmm. Anjalia Potterai, the only opponent for David Eby. She was supposed to be a guest here on the show this morning. She she was a no-show. I, I don't know. Maybe she's getting ready for getting her lawsuit together against the NDP to sue them in court. What do you think? Well, good luck on that because I don't think she's going to get <clears throat> far on that front. Courts have, have uh, shown a real reluctance to get involved in um, the private affairs of political parties, uh, the conservatives dumping Patrick Brown. There was a tentative sort of legal challenge to that. That went nowhere. So I, I, she's coming over here to Victoria. She's having a news conference here at 2 o'clock. I'm not sure exactly where she's going to yeah. be. I don't think it'll be inside the building. I but, believe it's out, outside the building on the front yeah. steps is what I saw, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, again, it might be just a waste of a ferry ride because I don't really think she's going anywhere in terms of a legal challenge. And this was all preordained. Uh, there's no surprise at all. I think the party is willing to take its lumps right now over this in terms of criticism. Uh, because far better than the potential outcome. When she talked about it in her response letter, she signed up a staggering amount of memberships. At one point, she said 14,000 people, which would have swamped David Eby's campaign potentially. They've never offered a number up themselves, but uh, I don't think it was as much as Apadurai's campaign, which would have led to the um, scenario that just would be uh, hopeless, which you'd have a party leader who was completely out of step with the party caucus. And this is, again, this is different when they're in government than in opposition. Opposition is one thing because there's really no stakes at play here. In government, it's far different and far more serious. And so I've I've talked to dozens of of, um, cabinet and MLAs, uh, members of the NDP caucus, who said they would have nothing to do with her because her positions are not what the NDP got elected on. The NDP has a mandate from 2020 where they had a significant majority and none of them, of that platform, embraces anything that she's talking about. So she's talking about some pretty extreme anti-climate measures that the NDP caucus has rejected. And so it would have been an untenable situation and right. a and some constitutional of, crisis. And some of those policies that she outlined and supported was, what, a ban on fracking. I think she wanted to shut down pipelines, LNG mega projects in B.C. currently being built. What, she wanted to cancel that? The Site C dam, she was opposed to that. So on the opposite side of a lot of these big, big projects here supported by government. Well, and 25% uh, increase for nurses, which would trigger 25% increases right across the board of the public sector, which would basically... 20, 25% pay increase for nurses. Pay increase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a $10 <laughs> okay. billion dollar price tag, which basically yeah. would have... Just, there was no costing to her platform. Now, to be said, if she became leader, none of those policies would have been implemented. I mean, yeah. this, this is not a dictatorship. This is, uh, you know, it's, it works by consensus and by cabinet. So it wouldn't have gone anywhere, but it would have created this bizarre situation where you have an NDP leader who's not the premier, uh, even though they're in government. David Eby would still be the premier, or whoever the caucus had chosen would be the premier. That's how our okay. system works. It's the caucus has to support the premier to hold confidence in the House. Okay. She is saying that 
she's been treated unfairly here, that she did not break any rules. The party executive siding with Elizabeth Call, who did the investigation here. Let's listen to Mo Sahota here, a former NDP cabinet minister, former president of, of the party, saying that and as, as far as he could see, she broke the rules and it was a slam dunk case against her. Here's Mo Sahota. What you can't do is you can't go to an outside environmental organization, ask them to pay for members, sign up people, ask them to pause their membership in the, in, in, in the Green Party, and try to sort of take over the NDP to go further in terms of a more um, uh, extreme climate change plan. Okay, is that what happened here? This was a takeover attempt by the Green Party or by the environmental movement? Well, not so much the Green Party as it was by Dogwood, B.C. So Dogwood, B.C.'s director of membership, Alexander Woodsworth, and this is a big part of the report, is quoted as saying, um, uh, for those who support political parties other than the B.C. NDP but still want to have a say in this race, uh, you could choose to pause your membership and return after you cast your vote. Uh, She advised (laughs) that parties don't share membership lists with one another. There's no penalty for an overlap in your membership as you switch back and forth between parties. That alone uh, sunk Lafferty, because this uh, person also was a communications person for her campaign. So that enough was to sink her membership. I think Dogwood BC sunk her candidacy here, or at least put the final nail in the coffin, and gave Cull enough evidence to support her conclusion that this whole thing had to be disqualified because it was a non-NDP organization that was trying to take over the NDP. So it's uh, it's quite an extraordinary event. But again, it shows the the NDP was allowed its membership uh, list to to lapse and to dwindle. I was contacted right after, and you and I have talked about this, after uh, Horgan made his announcement he was running, and a senior liberal phoned me and said, hey, the NDP's only got 11,000 members. They are prone, they are vulnerable to a takeover, likely by the environmental movement, and that's exactly what transpired here. Well, doesn't this look bad on EB, though? I mean, he should have known that he was vulnerable here, and he should have campaigned harder. He should have signed up a lot more people. Like, I think it's just embarrassing for him and for this party it is that they were subjected to this and almost suffered a takeover by like a like basically a, a fringe group exactly you go back to the 2011 or 2012 leadership race that adrian dix won he had dix horgan farnworth harry lally i think between them they signed up something like 40 50 000 people that didn't wow. happen here this was this was uh the, the main candidate thought it was going to be a coronation did not go the extra yard here to sign up members and was uh, swamped by this external group that was going to uh, take over the party, basically. In terms of the other shoe that has yet to fall here, Mike, is uh, they've disqualified Aperdurai, but they haven't tossed the memberships. So if those people remain on the books as members a couple years from now, if that's when the next election is, they will control the nomination process in a number of ridings, particularly on South Vancouver Island. Uh, and I noted that the Powell River Riding Association put out a notice that they support her. Well, that's because she signed up a lot of members in that riding. Nick Simons is the MLA there. He doesn't yeah. support her. So it's going to be interesting if these people remain on the membership rolls a couple of years from now when the nominations, presuming that's when the next election is, when the nomination meetings come into play, can they threaten to take down sitting NDP MLAs because they just uh, appoint Green Party or Green activists as the MLA? Okay, okay Keith, we got 30 seconds here. E- this clears the decks for EB here. No challenge to his leadership. Second, second week of November for swearing in. He'll become premier next month. 
Yes, I think uh, okay. look for November 8th or 9th is the date that's kicking around here. Government House has been told to reserve some, some time. I think that's where the ceremony will be. It's the down week of the legislature won't be sitting, uh, so it clears the path for him to become premier. Okay, I'll let you get ready for the shakeout. Got to get my yellow safety helmet and vest out and marshal the troops outside the office here. Okay, good luck. Thanks for that. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News.